morning, everyone. Welcome back to Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. So many transactions, trades, moves being made in the NHL where they're now treating their first-round picks the same way the Rams do or NBA does with their second-rounders. But beyond transactions, there's a game on tonight. It's the Oilers and the Leafs. It's McDavid who now, you know, decided, woke up one morning and decided, I'm going to score 50 goals, and he has going up against Austin Matthews. Joining us now, Tom Gazzola, who covers the team pre and post for every Oilers game day, also CFL. Maybe we can get some hot Taylor Cornelius conversation with uh, T at TSN 1260. Tom, thanks so much for joining the show today. Matt, let's save the Cornelius stuff for the summer, okay? Oh, what do you, everyone, everyone wants to know, Eugene Lewis, what's he going to mean for, <laughs> for, for Taylor? All right, we'll get to that maybe later. Um, let, let's just start here. McDavid hitting 50 goals. What, what is different this year? I mean, he's, uh, he's the best player in the league. What has changed, or is it just he's so talented he got bored and decided, ah, I'll score 50? Yeah, it's funny because anytime somebody says that, uh, well, McDavid can't do this, he can't do that. Oh, yeah, Austin Matthews scored 60. McDavid hasn't pulled that off. He kind of gets that, oh, yeah, attitude, and he goes, I'll show you. And, I mean, he's in the prime of his career now. Like, this is the the window of just uh, supernova McDavid, basically. And I think he probably at the start of the season said, you know what, I can do 60, maybe even push 70, and he's just – outright done that he's scoring in different ways yeah he's shooting more he's using a slap shot a little bit there was jokes being made a year or two ago when we'd watch him at practice working on his one-timers and now all of a sudden he's got all these tools in his uh toolbox that uh you know people didn't really talk about that he's capable of doing and and with his speed and just his vision uh, this guy is just hitting his peak, and, and it's just absolutely thrilling to watch. You know, everyone sees the highlights on TV, on their phones, on their computers, whatever. And then when we watch it in person uh, daily, uh, we're reminded of just how, how amazing this guy is. So I think it's just kind of one of those things where he's that good. He wanted to do it uh, individually, and, and he's just been ripping this year, and he's got a couple of good uh, buddies that uh, are, are equally uh, talented and willing to help distribute the puck to him and, and Dreisaitl and now Hyman, who's been fantastic as an oiler. Um, Nugent Hopkins is having a great year, so the, the complimentary staff is there, and uh, he's taken full advantage. It's been just a lot of fun. I'm calling it Supernova McDavid right now. Oh, yeah. it's He's doing things no one else can do. Um, it's 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 crazy to watch. By the way, I didn't appreciate you mentioning Zach Hyman. It was a low blow by you, Tom. Low blow uh, for, for, Leaf, for Leaf fans here. The the, the acquisition of Matthias Eckholm and trading a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder. Ah, oh, Leafs legend Tyson Berry in part of uh, that uh, that deal as well. Um, is this a deal like this, is this just another acknowledgement by management um, that, hey, we have Connor McDavid. Don't waste these prime years. Yeah, yeah, it it is a reminder, and and like the the chorus of noise on the outside, if you will, it just got so loud, especially with Oilers fans watching what, let's say, what the Leafs are doing, Tampa loading up, uh, obviously Boston doing what it's doing, and people around here were going, all right, Ken Holland, let's go tick tock, and uh, yesterday he pulls off the move, it comes at the cost of, you know, a pick, a first-rounder, that could be, what, 25th to 32nd, depending on how, how the Oilers manage to do the rest of the way. Uh, Tyson Berry, 
who today was called Vibe Daddy by someone in the locker room. Obviously, huh. you know, a great, great guy. And Vibe Daddy knew when to come in with a quick quip and was beloved by the players. But he was great on the ice, too. But to, to change the, the look of the back end, uh, to improve it and, and fix up what's been an ailment for this team in its own zone, uh, came at the cost of a Tyson Berry. So... With Ekholm coming in, uh, there's a hope that he can be kind of like a, a Bouchard whisperer the way Duncan Keith kind of was last year. There's a hope that he can also take Philip Broberg under his wing. Broberg is having a, a stronger push in this last couple of weeks uh, as a young first full-year Oiler defenseman. So so the ripple effect could be there with Ekholm coming in. and that uh, takes away some of the responsibility from Darnell Nurse, who's uh, had some struggles, but overall has been, you know, their go-to D-man. And, and so we'll see how this Ekholm uh, acquisition, you know, impacts the back end. But what they really did need to do is change up how effective uh, the Oilers were in their own zone. And listen, Matt, like the Oilers defensively, yes, a lot of it has to do with how, how much the, the Blue Liners have struggled. They haven't gotten saves at times from their goaltenders. And then on top of that, uh, the responsibility of the forwards in their own zone, that's been an issue uh, for much of the season, too. Tom Gazzola is joining us. Does a pre-post game show for every Oilers game at TSN at 1260. Yeah, when you look, when a team is doing poor defensively, it's never just about the goalie or just the defenseman. It's usually more of a team approach. Um, by the way, you were tweeting out, people can follow you, at Tom Cazola, uh, health of Leon Dreisaitl uh, got uh, un, uh, you know, an, an injury in practice. What is, uh, what is going on with, uh, uh, with Dreisaitl? Yeah, it, it was weird. Like that, that video yesterday from practice, that's not normal for Dreisaitl to, to be you know, skating off hunched over in pain. This guy, he's a, he's a ball man. Like he's tough. He's stubborn. It takes a lot to, to take him out of a game. And uh, we watched him play with a high ankle spring for the majority of the playoffs last year. So, uh, he, he kind of went and took a shot on Stuart Skinner. He was crumpled over for a little bit. I'm sitting there watching him. I'm going, that's not good. He skates over to the bench, uh, in pain and he talks to one of the ATs and then they call over the head athletic therapist and, you know, TD forces the name. He takes him out of the practice and dry saddle goes off. And so that is not normal for Leon dry saddle. Clearly something is, is bothering him. Um, but Jay Woodcroft did say after practice yesterday, and I know that's just Jay brushing this off, but he said, I saw Leon. He was fine. He looked fine. And then today dry saddle spoke to the media. He'll be good to go. It takes a lot to take him out, but I, I suppose call it bumps and bruises during the season. But for him to be, in that type of pain, hunched over and having to leave practice, uh, you know it's got to be something that uh, is significant enough to to take a guy like him out. Who is Edmonton right now? And I, I don't mean to you know put you on uh, the psychiatrist couch, but two and six in their last eight, but three of those losses they they went to overtime, so points are ahead. Uh, first wild card spot, but only first only four points out of first. Uh, tied for the second best goal differential in the West. Those are just some of the basic counting stats. Uh, but Tom, I'm curious. Uh, you watch them every day. Who is this Oilers team right now? Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. And it, it's a team that uh, gets up for the good teams and can go toe to toe with the best of them in the league because they want to. They are engaged when they face the top elite teams in the National Hockey League. But it's also the same 
group of guys that when they face the Columbuses of the world, uh, Anaheims and, and the weaker teams uh, that don't show up. And I, I've said it all along this year. It's, it's between their ears collectively. It's, uh, I've, I've used it on my show a few times. It's an arrogance that, that exists among this group because of the, the amount of talent it does possess. And it catches up and bites them in the butt. It has cost them a, a bunch of points, uh, certainly in February. I mean, they go in, they beat Ottawa one afternoon, and then the next day in Montreal they lay an egg and get uh, dummied by a combination of some Canadians and a bunch of Laval Rockettes. So uh, it's a team that, when it's engaged mentally, uh, and it seems to be against the best teams in the league, can can you know play with the best of them, and sometimes – a lot of times this year, get the result that it, it wants. But um, when they're not dialed in and uh, they think they can sleepwalk through a game and still get the result, that's when it's uh, cost them. They should be top of the Pacific Division. But because of that swagger, if you will, it has cost them at least you know about 10 points and then five or six of those just last month. Uh, by the way, Tom, the collective mem- membership of every Toronto Maple Leaf says, hold my beer. Oh, oh, Edmonton <laughs> doesn't get up for the games. Hey, look at these games against Arizona and Chicago and against Montreal. I mean, it's funny. In a lot of ways, I mean, these teams are so similar where there's issues on defense. I mean, by the way, Edmonton needs to be said. I mean, Toronto might have better regular seasons. Edmonton's gone further in the playoffs. Of course, they haven't had to face Tampa, but that's just me being bitter. But these are very similar teams. <laughs> very similar teams. Loaded with high-end, front-end talent and pressure to do more in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, uh, people around here, I know Toronto is a crazy hockey market. Edmonton's uh, a lot smaller of a city, but uh, these fans here, it's a powder keg, man. Oh, yes. Uh, they're oh, they're worried about everything. <laughs> it gets any little thing, and this city's ready to go off. So um, it's it's crazy co- covering this team for the last dozen or so years to watch where it's come from, being uh, you know bottom feeders to to where it's at now. And this fan base, they want results and they want them now. So it's it's funny, it's fickle, uh, it's a hell of a ride, that's for sure. And and we're enjoying it. I'm sure it's going to be a nice uh, another story tonight with uh, the Leafs and Oilers going toe-to-toe. I'm, go- I'm going with the over on tonight, Matt. I just want to Everyone is. galore. We're, to. Listen, we're, we are, listen, it, this is a trap, okay? We're, I've already bet, I put a $5 bet to win 15, Matthews to score a goal and the Leafs to win. We're all taking the overs, totals, team total overs, McDavid goal, Matthew goals, and then it's, it's going to be a 2-1 game, and we can both decide who gets the two and who gets the one. Hey, but, but yeah. before, before I let you go, uh, you can talk about Edmonton and just a passionate fan base and all that. How angry does both the fan base and maybe the media gets in Edmonton, and maybe it's just you roll your eyes, that on a slow news on a slow news day, you can almost predict that there'll be a topic in Toronto where the headline is, is it time for Connor McDavid to demand a trade from Edmonton? How angry yeah. do you get on a slow news day? You can almost predict, eh, let's talk about that. Well, well I mean, every loss, I think that's uh, about, like, 20% of the texts I get or, or yeah. parts of the phone calls I take is uh, Leon and Connor are going to want out if this continues. And, and you remind people, it's like, hey, they finished second in the in their division, uh, what, three or four years in a row now, and they're well on their way to doing it again. And it's never good enough. So, yes, uh, that, that noise about, you know, Connor's going to leave and he's going to want to go elsewhere 
which you try to tap the brakes on and remind people around here that they have a pretty good thing going and they have an owner that'll open up the vault for these guys uh, when the time comes. Uh, but it's still, it still, it lingers in the back of everyone's mind and uh, people panic and they want to stir things up and, and they bring that up a lot. It's, it's kind of funny, kind of sad at the same time, but uh, typical of a, of a fan base that's rabid and loves its Oilers. Yeah, and also for the wrestlers in the media. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Sometimes it's July, it's Wednesday. There's not much going on. I can only do so much uh, Taylor Cornelius conversation. Hey, um, <laughs> Tom, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be uh, listening, we'll be watching. It's the Leafs and the Oilers tonight. Tom, really appreciate you joining the show today. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Absolutely. Tom Gazzola from TSN 1260 in Edmonton covering the Edmonton Oilers.